Where does peace come from? Love the question of, have you found a, a spotless lamb for sacrifice? The reality is there is no peace unless you can say yes to that question. Unless you can say, I have found. I have seen. I now believe. There's no way that there's going to be peace. And I don't know where you've been searching. I don't know where you've been shopping around for peace. But maybe in your heart this morning, you can just ask, am I missing peace this Christmas? Is that what's missing? Is that what's missing? Maybe I have other things, but I don't have, I don't have this. Am I missing peace this Christmas? Well, Let's get a little backdrop on the peace that was promised and the peace delivered. All right, are, are you ready? Everybody, say ready. All right, we're gonna we're gonna be cruising, okay? When the angels announced the birth of Christ to the shepherds, as we just got a little glimpse, what was proclaimed? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth what? Peace, peace among those who whom He is well pleased. Peace to us. Not only that, but almost a thousand years before. The Messiah came before Jesus arrived. Isaiah 9.6, and a lot of our kids have been going through this verse, meditating on it, memorizing it. And how amazing is it that 800 years prior, this was called out, this was prophesied. We knew it was coming. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Is. It's good as done. Almost a thousand years before, it is happening. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name? Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of, help me out, Prince of, I, if you know Jesus, you know the Prince of Peace. If you know Him personally and intimately, you know not just somebody that offers a little bit of peace, you know the Man of Peace, the Prince of Peace. The New Testament details several significant ways that Jesus brings peace. Here's, here's a few if you're jotting these addresses down, and I hope you are. Is it God's will for you to jot it down? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No doubt. No questions. All right. Here we go. John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you, Jesus says. My peace. My peace I give to you. Not like the world. It's not like as, as the world gives to you. No, not like that. Somebody say not like that. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid because God's giving you His own peace. The question is, are you going to receive it? Do you believe that He is the one, the only one that can offer peace. Well, because the Prince of Peace came, is everybody ready? We got, we got three clarifying experiential, okay, this isn't just thoughts, these are experiences. And if you know Him, you should be experiencing this. And maybe, maybe you have walked in this morning and you don't know the Prince of Peace, you don't know the one who offers heavenly peace. And maybe, just maybe, that explains everything. Why is my life like this? Because you don't know peace. Why the conflict? Why the turmoil? Because when you're separated from peace, what's left? Probably the life that you're experiencing. But for those of us that know Him, how did we get to know Him? Well, if you're taking notes, jot this down. I feel peace when I experience conversion. Conversion. Convert what? Not converse, not shoes. We're talking conversion. Convert to what? Not convert or die. All right, no jihad for Jesus. Instead, it's choosing to surrender your life and it's being converted from lost to found, from darkness to light. This is the only way that you can have peace. And this is one type of peace. It's peace with God. Somebody say that with me. Peace with God. It's, it's peace with God. It starts vertically. And I have to ask, have you experienced that? Because that's the first step. You 
must experience peace with God in order to experience peace. If you're going to feel any peace, experience any peace practically in reality, it's here. Well, Isaiah 53, and so even to this day, most Jews that you will interact with, I'm sure you have lots of Jewish friends, okay, maybe not, but if you ever interact with someone that is a, a faithful Jew to this day, if you say, could we turn to Isaiah 53, because they don't believe in the New Testament, they only believe in the Old, you say, could we study Isaiah? And they said, sure, just not this chapter, because it's so clear of what it's prophesying here. Isaiah 53, the one that's going to come, the Messiah, he was wounded for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His stripes, we are healed. Because He came, because He was tortured, because He took on the wrath of God that we rightfully deserve, because justice was executed, and it was executed on Him. That's salvation. That's salvation. When we're talking about being converted, we're talking about being radically saved. And, it, and it's this. Do we, have, we have Romans 5. And I, and I hope you're writing some of these scriptures down, okay? Isaiah 53, 5, Romans 5, 1, Therefore, since we have been justified, being saved, being pardoned, forgiven, just as if I never sinned, just as if I always obeyed, that's now the new relationship. How do I get that? How do I get that standing with God? By faith. By faith. We have peace. We have what? We have what? We have peace with God through our Lord, through the King, Jesus Christ, Him alone, that salvation. So I wonder this Christmas if you just say, I choose peace with God. If you haven't done that yet, how awesome would it be to say, Christmas 2023, up until that point, I never fully surrendered my life to Jesus. He was not the king of my life. He was not the ruler. He wasn't the boss. But then I asked for forgiveness. I turned away from my sin and I turned to Him and I was forgiven. I was justified. I was saved in a moment. Salvation is... It's in a moment. If you haven't had a moment, you haven't experienced salvation. It's not over time of working it off. It's not over time of cleaning yourself up. And I don't know if you were paying attention, but you, do you think the portrait of the shepherd, I don't know about you, but it, I've, I've seen this film probably 40 times and I, I cry every time. And I just think, if we really knew ourselves, if we really saw our condition, we would recognize I am bloody and beat up and broken and unclean and i can't work it and clean it and scrub it he's the one that wraps me up he's the one that heals me he's the one that makes me clean have you found a spotless lamb for sacrifice his name is jesus and him alone him alone can stand in your place alongside peace with god so peace with god jesus also delivers this i love it i love it not just peace with God, but this. Peace from, somebody say from. It's from God. Not just being right with God, with Him, but receiving peace from Him. And this peace is like, like the Old Testament shalom. I don't, I don't know if you recognize that even, even to this day that this term is still used regularly in greeting. Shalom, shalom, peace. That's the longing of the heart of God's people throughout history is when will shalom fully be experienced? We long for it. Everything's in chaos and turmoil. Why is life so hard? When is shalom going to come? Well, if you've experienced peace with God, there's something that happens. 
where you receive peace from God. And it's not because of circumstances changing and your life getting a little easier and better. Proverbs 16, 7, when a man's ways please the Lord, when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Again, that's not a promise, it's a proverb. Not a promise, a proverb, right? There's something about living in such a way in connection with God that peace flows from God and it flows into relationships. Could, could we get personal? How are we doing? Christmas time is the time of celebrating such peace among family, extended family, right? Isn't that everybody's experience? It's a time where we all get together and everybody forgives and loves perfectly. In every home around the globe, as we sit around the table, it's nothing but sweet, sweet shalom. Is that, has that been your experience? Yeah, hopefully you're going, uh, what you've been smoking, Pastor? I, I don't know, but uh, shalom not yet, but in part. Maybe peace, maybe shalom is not coming to you from others, but guess what? If you are a Christian, that's not where you're looking for peace. And if you have been, you're looking in the wrong places. You're looking in all the wrong places. Right now, we are prone, each one of us, to be able to ask of others, provide me peace and comfort and safety. Give it to me. Gimme, 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 gimme. And guess what? It ain't coming. You might be miserable this Christmas and every other Christmas if you continue to expect horizontally what God is providing vertically. You want from others what only God can provide. And here's the best part this Christmas. You with me? The best part is that you get to experience shalom from God so that you can offer it, not demand it. You get to offer it. You get to give it. You get to show it. You get to display it. You get to showcase that what happens vertically affects everything horizontally. Even if you're the only person in the room around the table that has experienced heavenly peace, it doesn't matter if everybody else is going out of their minds this Christmas that you can sit in peace and go, I'm not finding my peace here. I'm not expecting it here. I don't shop here. I look up. I don't look around. It's from God. It's from God. If you have peace with God, He gives you peace that comes from Him and it is overflowing onto others in your relationships. I don't know if anybody in your relationships in your life is like, how can you be so peaceful when everything is going so wrong? If people aren't asking you that question, that's a problem. Why is it that you're at peace living a Christ-like, holy life? You're living right, even though everybody around you is living wrong. Even though you're used and you're attacked, why is it that you respond with peace? And the only people on the face of the planet that can live that way, first of all, have one explanation. Do you know what it is? <laughs> Shalom from heaven. The only reason that I am not losing my mind with you, that I'm not attacking alongside you, that I'm not returning evil for evil is because I have experienced peace from God. And the flip side is also true. If you are the source and the cause, if you're the provoker, if you're the one at the center of the conflict regularly, you don't know the Prince of Peace. Because if you're filled with Him, He shows up. If it's being poured out, it overflows. 
And I'm not saying the oops Christmas of back in the day. I'm saying regularly and consistently, if you are part of the problem, you just got to ask the question, have I experienced the solution? If I'm not able to offer it, have I received it? The Prince of Peace gives it and gives it and gives it again. Peace, peace, shalom. I choose peace this Christmas. Why? Because I choose peace from God. I don't know what your prayer life is like. I don't know if this last week you're like, I didn't pray a single time. What if today you could start? And every day you could just say, God, I need peace. I need peace from you. I need your peace. I'm not going to look around anywhere else and I'm not going to expect it from anybody else because I'm only looking to you, God. I'm only looking to you because from you, there's never a counterfeit and there's never a little thimble of peace. There is a waterfall of peace that you provide even if things get worse and worse and worse. Has that been your circumstances? I tried to do the Jesus thing. I'm trying to follow Jesus, but the more I follow Jesus, the harder my life gets. Surprise! Yeah, welcome. Welcome to following Jesus. Welcome to Christianity. If your life is getting harder and harder as you're pressing deeper into Jesus, He wants to get our attention. He wants to get our attention this Christmas and say, that's because you're going to need more peace from me, not better circumstances from them. So start looking up. Start seeking it from above. Stop shopping horizontally. How about this? Not just, not just peace with God. Somebody say, that's awesome. Even though that's awesome. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody is awake. Is anybody awake this morning? Are you awake? Are you awake? You awake? You awake? You got it? How about second? Not just peace with God, but peace from, from, from God. Not just that, but I love it. The very peace of God. What kind of God would offer His peace? What kind of God would say, you can have everything that's mine? Well, I feel peace when I experience confidence. Somebody say confidence. When I feel confidence, oh, the peace of God. And confidence comes from Him, not from me. I, I don't know what your New Year's resolutions is going to come fast, right? You're going to be thinking about 2024, what's going to be different. Uh, how about this? How about down with self-esteem and up with God-esteem. How about with God-confidence, not self-confidence? How about I'm looking to Him for what I desperately need and He's given it in abundance. Colossians 3.15, this is what Paul calls us to let the peace of God, peace of God, everybody, everybody there, peace of God, God's very peace, let it rule in your heart. Not just let it occasionally kind of be smothered over your life once in a while, not occasionally top up when you're really losing it, when you're at the end of your rope, maybe you should call for more peace. He's saying, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Let it rule. When? Always. All the time. Especially as it gets darker and harder and more and more difficult. The battle for peace always begins in our, our hearts. If you've been around for any time, that shouldn't be a surprise to you, right? It's not about what's going on outside of me. It's always about the starting point is it's here. It's here. Where is my heart and is my heart being ruled by the peace of God? What, what's ruling your heart and your mind? Just take a quick inventory of 2023, right? Just do a little year in review, all right? Can you do that with me? Year in review. And what would you say, man, 
these are the things that are just ruling my mind. I'm so overwhelmed all the time with these kind of thoughts and, and these issues are just racing through my mind. My heart is so heavy. And what is it that rules your mind and your heart? And do we believe that that's in competition with what God is offering to rule and to reign? Because they both can't be king. Only one. Only one. So what is going to rule out this Christmas? Well, Philippians 4.7. Love it. Thank you, Paul. Give me some more. Give me some more. Here we go. Peace of God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. What does that mean? Doesn't make sense. Blows my mind. How am I experiencing peace when I'm going through this? How is it possible that I'm experiencing a calm and a rest when I should be filled with anxiety and rage right now. There's something happening. And it's this. A surpassing all understanding peace that only comes from God. And do you know what it does? This is the promise. It will. It will. Somebody say will. This is a promise. It will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Your heart and your mind, if they are not guarded, anybody have an unguarded heart? Unguarded mind? Sometimes we talk about, uh, do you have a filter on that? And we talk to our kids about, okay, like, is what you're watching, is that filtered? Do you, do you have the blankety blank filter, the custody cuss filter on there so that, so all of it's blocked out? And what am I going to do to prevent myself from hearing and seeing? And we're like, yeah, the kids need that. The kids need that. They need filters. They need to be guarded from that. Hey, adults, wake up. Your mind is unguarded guarded, unfiltered, your heart wide open. And I know sometimes it feels like bad news, but this is what's such good news. When you open your heart and mind to all of it, guess who wins when you're not on guard? You never win. You are always overcome. You're dominated unless, somebody say unless, unless the peace of God is protecting you guarding you. And I don't know about this Christmas, but you are going to be tested and it's going to be revealed. And have I been guarding my mind and my heart? Because what comes out of my mouth and my responses and my attitudes and my tone towards others that maybe I don't have the greatest relationship with, the things that come out of me come out of me because they're already in me. And the reason that they are ruling in me is because I am unguarded all year long. Do I expect family gatherings to be this special time when I lived an unguarded life? It's going to be bad. And not just bad coming at you. How are you going to respond? What's going to come out of you? So hear this. What begins as peace with God grows into peace from God between us and others. Then, somebody say then. What happens next? Then it matures into the peace of God within us. Jesus Christ, the Son born, the child given, the Lamb offered, the Prince of Peace, makes all this peace possible. It grows and grows. It builds on each other. And I wonder, as you look at those three, you just have to ask yourself, can I check number one? Because if number one is not true for me, if I don't have peace with God, two and three are not going to be my life, my experience. If I have peace with God, just because I have peace with God, it doesn't mean that necessarily I am asking and receiving peace 
from God. And even if I am, the peace of God may not be what's ruling and guarding and protecting me because I have to choose. Turn to your neighbor and say, you choose. Tell them, you choose. You choose. It is a choice every single day. Where am I going to find my peace? What am I going to blame why I don't have peace? Where am I going to point the finger when I should be pointing it right at me? I'm part of the problem. I did this to me. I self-sabotaged. So before you're tempted to throw an elbow at somebody nearby, because they need that, this is for you. It's 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 not for the person next to you. Because you see so clearly where peace is lacking in other people, and yet you're blind to see it in yourself. You see the anger in others, but you fail to see the anger in your own heart. And what if this Christmas, you could just get really honest and say, I'm sick and tired of living without peace that's abundantly being offered. I'm tired of it. I want it, and I'm going to live it. So how about this? Peace is the calm assurance that God is doing what God is doing is best. In case you need a definition, I was thinking to myself, maybe we jumped in in the deep end and we need to back up. What, what is this piece we're talking about? Calm assurance that what God is doing is best. Do you believe that's where a battle lies? God, what are you doing? And if I was God, I would not allow this. If I was the boss and I was in control, I would do it so different. If you were the boss, we would all been destroyed a long time ago. If you were in control, this thing would be much messier than anybody could imagine. But God's in control and He's bringing a calm assurance. Are you experiencing it? Just because God feels silent doesn't mean God is absent. And I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if even this year has been a year where you have constantly said, God, why are you silent? Why aren't you speaking? God, if you were really near, you're really close, I go to church and I hear about this God that's alive, that he's active, that he's working. And the reality is, our experience sometimes is, where are you? Where are you, God? It seems like you're silent. And the reality is, he's been right there the entire time. And how many times do we forfeit being able to hear God's voice when our minds are so loud and our lives are so busy and we're chasing after things that keep us distant from the place where we can slow down and listen. And we've said this before, it's worth saying again, if you want to hear from God, go to God's Word. If you want to argue, no, I want an audible voice listening to God, then press play on your audio Bible. Okay, When God speaks, you are hearing His voice. If God showed up, do you know what He would say? What he already said. He already wrote it down. He wrote a book. He's already got it for us. There's nothing new. He completed it. He's already spoken. Are we, are we listening so that we would experience his peace? Because he's not absent. John 20, 21, Jesus said this, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. As the Father sent me, do you believe that Jesus was sent? He was sent on a mission as he's leaving. He says, I got to go because you're going to do greater things and the helper is going to come when the Holy Spirit is sent that all of a sudden we are sent ones with Jesus. In the way that he was sent, we are being sent. So I, I don't know 
for you what your mission is for Christmas. I don't think it's as important about Christmas as it is about the whole of life. But I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if this Christmas, do you know what could happen? Instead of just seeing people as interruptions, instead of seeing people as just buddies and entertainment and friends, do you know what could happen? This Christmas, something amazing could happen. You could see that because you experience peace that you're able to be on mission as a peacemaker. Is that your pattern? Is that your life? Everywhere I go, I am constantly thinking about how I can help mend and reconcile, how I can help people instead of arguing and fighting and debating, instead of attacking, instead of running and hiding and distancing and isolating. I actually know that I'm on mission, so I actually get close. I get close to the mess. What if Christmas is meant to be a messy time, not a tied-up time, not a buttoned-up time? What if Christmas is a mission field? I remember my very, very first Christmas. You know what's so crazy? I didn't know any better. I was just nuts. All right, all right. So born again at the age of 21 by from summer to the end of the year, all of a sudden I'm just a few months old in the Lord. Somebody say, you baby. Go on, all right, yes, 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 I was. Yes, I was. I was a diaper baby in Jesus. And what was happening is everywhere I was going, nobody told me that you weren't supposed to say that, right? Like nobody told me. I, I, it did, the Bible didn't come with a muzzle or a filter, right? Or a hanky or a nice COVID mask. I didn't get any of that in my Bible, right? And so I just read it and I said it and I read it and I said it and I read it and I said it. And pretty soon as I was working through the Gospels, I'm just going, this is normal. And everybody around me is like, you're not normal. I'm going, I, I think what I'm doing looks a lot like what was happening. Those that followed Jesus couldn't shut up about Jesus because they experienced this heavenly peace and they had peace even in the midst of persecution and being accused and attacked. And the more that they spoke up, the more people wanted to kill them. And I'm like, yeah, that's normal, right? And over and over again, it was the holidays. The holidays were the time where I was able to see family I didn't see all year long. And guess what? It wasn't enough just for my immediate family to know about Jesus and what he did in my life and for me to testify. It wasn't enough. Do you know that? It wasn't enough. I had to speak up. I had to speak up to everybody I knew. And I wonder, I just wonder, this Christmas, what if, somebody say what if, here's a what if, because I know some of us are filled with all the what ifs of, well, what if I speak up and I get shut down? What if they make fun of me? What if I never hear from them again? Who cares? Here's a better what if. What if I open my mouth and they get radically saved? What if I open my mouth and there's peace where there was nothing but turmoil for years? What if? What if I open my mouth and I talked about the peace that I'm experiencing, even though my life is crumbling, falling apart in different areas, even though the struggle is real, God is giving me supernatural peace. And as I have supernatural peace and I go into the mission field, I can say, do you have what I have? I want you to have it. I never thought I would be where I'm at either to have peace in the midst of this, but I am. And I want to tell you how I got it. Because I'm not awesome, but I know who is. And I don't have peace that's just rising up inside of me because I just have a little peace fountain that was installed. Guess what? It's from heaven. It's being poured out. It's supernatural. It's not from me, but it's for me. I wonder if this Christmas, it could be so different as you think about this. That true peace isn't found in the absence of problems. Do you believe that? It's not in the absence of problems. It's not in the absence of problems. I feel like I should say it again. Should I say it again? True peace is not in the absence of 
problems. But true peace is found in the presence of God. And so what if each one of us could say wholeheartedly, I choose the peace of God this Christmas. I choose peace. I choose His peace. I choose peace, and I'm not going to give up on this. I am going to fight to stay filled with peace no matter what comes my way. So what is it for you that you consistently point out as that's the problem? I would have peace if... Can we throw some ideas out? Here's a few. Here's a few. I would have peace if I was married to a different person. Woo! Man, my life would be so peaceful. I would have peace if I was married instead of single. I would have peace if I didn't have those stinking kids, or at least that one. I would have peace if I finally had kids because I've been working so hard to have kids, and now the one thing that's missing is not. I wish I had a job, then I could have peace. I wish I had a different job, then I would have peace. I wish that physically I did not have the physical struggles that I have because if my body felt okay, then I would have peace. Or for some of us, if I had maybe the old pains that I used to have back and I could trade them in for these because that one was better, I had more peace then. If my financial situation changed, then I would have peace. If I had more money, more peace, more money. And nobody told you, right? More money, more problems. Nobody told you, but now they did in choice. All right? So now you know. Now you know. More money, not more peace, right? Circumstances changing, not more peace. If I had a better family, extended family, if we had a better house, if I had a better car, if I had a car at all, and the list goes on. Are you getting my point? You getting my point? Can I stop? Everybody say stop, please. All right, all right, all right. You get the point. Circumstances never, ever, ever. Because if they did, why is it that I meet so many people that their life is in absolute turmoil with circumstances outside of their control and they have so much peace. And why is it that I know people that one little thing goes wrong in their week and they're ready just to give up on life? Because there's not a correlation between your circumstances and peace. The only thing that's missing is the peace of God. And is it yours this Christmas? So let's do this as we stand to our feet. I just want us to ask this. Do you only see what's wrong? Do you only see what's broken? Do you only see all of the problems? Or do you see that God's peace is ours? As the worship team comes up, I want us, I want us to think about this. Two, two things this Christmas. And I wonder if this could just be a starting point. Okay? Somebody say, this is just a start. It's just a start. Okay? I'm, I'm just priming the pump. I'm getting you ready. Okay? Here's two things. This Christmas, what can I do practically? What is my next step? How about just start here? Ask these questions. Who do I need to make peace with this Christmas? Could we be honest? For some of us, I need to make peace with God because I don't have peace with God. That's my starting point this Christmas is it's got to start vertically. For some of us, we've been around church. We maybe grew up in church. We maybe visit church. But the reality is, if you have never come to a place where you said, Jesus, you took my sin. I deserve punishment. Thank you that you took it all, that you stepped in my place. I love you. I want to serve you. Thank you for all the forgiveness of past, present, future sin. I want to go to heaven. I want to have assurance, and it could happen in a moment. And it doesn't just change your destiny. It changes everything about your lifestyle as you walk with other believers that have been there and are experiencing peace. 
And I wonder if it starts there vertically. But for many of us, this is where it starts. Who's the person that you are most anxious to see this Christmas break? Over the next couple days, who's the one person that you're like, I can't stand them, I don't want to be around them, I don't even want to talk to them, is there a way to avoid them? What if you were just so obedient to God's prompting to go to them and say, I want us to experience peace together. And I know that hasn't been our relationship. And I'm not going to blame you. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take ownership, right? I'm going to take ownership. And even though you've done a lot to me, I have peace with God and I can forgive that. And I want to be reconciled. I want us to be friends. I know right now we ain't talking, but we could. And I want that. But guess what? It takes two. Somebody say it takes two. It takes two. Even if you do your part, guess what? Most of the time, you're, you're going to get a talk to the hand or you're going to get a, a big blank, blank, blank. Some, some uh, expletives might be coming your way. But the reality is you take the first step and you say, I, I don't want us to be broken anymore. I want peace because this is God's will. How about this? Number two, who is God sending me to reach with the gospel this Christmas? Over this past couple weeks, I've been able to share the gospel more than five, six times. And as I have, God is bringing people. Am I faithful? God is pointing me to people. God is allowing me to be on Zoom calls, on the phone, face-to-face, to meet people for the first time. And I'm trying to make a beeline to the gospel of like, let's talk about where you're at with God. Do you have a relationship? And guess what? There is going to be somebody. There's somebody. Somebody say, Somebody you may not know because they haven't even been on your radar, but you're praying, God, send somebody to me that I can share the love of God. Send somebody that I can share the gospel with. Less than 1% of believers lead anybody to Jesus. And maybe this Christmas, I was able to share the gospel with one person. They said, yes, I want to do that right now. But if you don't open your mouth, if you don't have peace with God and you're not walking in that peace, then you're not going to walk into the scary situation in the battlefield with peace to be able to talk about how they can experience peace. But you could do that this Christmas.